Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Ani Hinei Brisi Itoch. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parshas Lech Lecha, which was the eighth day of the month of Marcheshvan, in the year Tafshin Mem Dalid, 38 years ago. So again, the, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where it says, Ani Hinei Brisi Itoch Ve'yisa La'av Hamoyim Goyim. Hashem says to Abram Avinu, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the father of a multitude of nations. So the Rebbe says it's known, the question that the altar asks on this Chassidic discourse, when he said it in the year Tafkuf Samach Beis, exactly 220 years ago, and also says it's actually expressed in a different, almost a little different version, in the book of Eira Torah of the Tzemach Tzedek, that he over there, the Tzemach Tzedek writes, that the altar heard it from his teacher, the Magad of Mezvich. And the question he asks is, what's the connection between the idea that when Avram Avinu gets circumcised, that's when he becomes the father of the multitude of nations. Until his circumcision, he was not the father of the multitude of nations. Once he became circumcised, what happened in circumcision that, that, that things shifted? So the Rebbe brings from the altar that explains as follows. That we know that Avram Avinu represented the idea of chesed. In other words, even though Avram Avinu has all the spheres, as everybody has all the spheres, but his predominant force, what he was known for, what he excelled in, was in, it was in developing the middah of chesed. Avram represented kindness. And like we know, the famous uh, the story in, 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 uh, that's brought down in Rashi and Chumash on the Torah, that Avram Avinu was in pain because he couldn't do chesed. Why? Because chesed wants to do chesed. Chesed needs to do chesed. And if you take away the opportunity from someone that's a Isha Chesed, do Chesed, it's very, very painful. That's on a simple level. Also, according to Kabbalah and Chesedus, we know that Avram Avinu personified the Midah, the, mid the attribute of Chesed. And like it's brought down in the Medrash, it says that the others are the Merkava. They're the chariot for Hashem. Which means practically, Avram Avinu was the chariot of the Midah of Chesed. He's the one that brought Chesed into the world. And like Torah brings in the Sefer Haboyer that says as follows, that Midas HaChesed, the attribute of Chesed, tells HaKadosh Baruch who tells Hashem, from the days that Avram Avinu came down to this earth, I didn't have to do my work. Why? Why didn't I have to do Chesed? Because Avram is doing it. He's standing and he's serving the people and the world with Chesed. In other words, so Avram Avinu's Chesed didn't start with circumcision. He was always Chesed. He was always taking care of the whole world. So if that's the case, it comes back to the question, since Avram Avinu's Chesed, he was always Chesed, and he was taking, giving Chesed to the whole world, so what happened over here at circumcision that all of a sudden now he becomes the father of the multitude of nations? He, was always, he always cared about everybody. <clears throat> Not only that, when Avram Avinu gave out Chesed, it wasn't that he only gave out Chesed, he was drawing down, it wasn't his own Chesed, he was drawing down in this world Chesed from on high, he was bringing down powerful, like, powerful energy of Chesed into this world from a very, very high place. So since Avram was doing chesed, not just feeding people, but he's bringing down chesed, kindness through the light and the energy into this world from very, very high places. So therefore he was able to draw in souls, very, very high souls, even for the nations of the world. 
because he was drawing down high from high places, high souls, down to this world, to everybody. Even the nations of the world had high souls, thanks to Avram Avinu distributing chesed to the world. Now, how does chesed work? So we know that even though chesed is one of the svirot, the way the svirot work is, the, you have the three intellectual svirot, you have the six emotional svirot, and the sixth of the last of the emotional svirot is called yesoid. Yesoid is what connects yourself to the next generation, which is malchus. So yesoid is the last driving force that drives all the spheroids. So even though Avraham Avinu was chesed, that's who he was, but how did chesed go out to the world? Through the midah of yesoid. Now, Avraham Avinu at that point was not circumcised. So when he wasn't circumcised, chesed was going through yesoid, which is the place of the circumcision, and before he was circumcised, the foreskin was there as, as well. So because the foreskin was there, so chesed was going through yesoid, but it was also going into the foreskin, and therefore chesed was going, to, therefore chesed was able to bring down high souls into the nations of the world as well. And the Rebbe gives, for example, an, exam, an example of this, that we find that Avraham Avinu was able to bring down holy, very, very high, powerful souls into this world through the aside that went through the foreskin before it was cut off, and they give an example that there was high holy souls and those extreme souls. So we use the expression extreme, Sadikim Aflagam, extreme souls, even in the nations of the world. So he gives an example. One example, we find that who was who existed in that time, a holy soul for the nations of the world. We find Mr. Shalak. We learned about it in last week's Torah portion Parashas Nayach. And specifically when it comes to this highly uh, high soul, this highly extreme uh, tzaddik as Mr. Shalach, this is, a, this is an extreme example, the Rebbe says, why? Because besides the fact that we know Mr. Shalach lived for how many years? He lived for a long time. He lived for 969 years. Almost a thousand years he lived. What does that mean? How did he live so long? Because that's chesed. Chesed means you, he's, he was given, he was given energy, he was given life, and he lived a long life. Not only did he physically live a long life, but the impact that Mr. Shalach had wasn't only on himself that he was a tzaddik, but he actually impacted a generation. And we're not just talking about a random generation. Mr. Shalach had a tremendous impact on the generation of the flood, the Durham Abel, which we know the Durham Abel were wicked people. And as, and, and as we learned last week in the Torah portion, that when Hashem was going to bring the flood, so Hashem said, he's, um, he, he, he waited, he waited to bring the flood after Mr. Shalach died for seven days. There's not while Mr. Shalach was alive, for sure while he was alive, he waited, give Mr. Shalach a chance to inspire people to do tshuva. But even after he passed away, respect to Mr. Shalach, for the seven days that people were mourning him, the flood didn't start yet. In other words, not only while he was alive, was he able to hold back for the flood from coming? Because he was a tzaddik interceding on behalf of the people. Let me try to inspire them to do tshuva. But even after he passed away, the flood did not start for seven days. Out of respect to this highly powerful tzaddik as Mr. Shalach. Even though, the fact as we know, the Torah says clearly, Hashem says, Kimallah Hamas, The earth was corrupt. 
and if it was corrupt and had to be destroyed and had to be the flood had to start, but in the stake and the merit of Mr. Shalak, such a high tzaddik, the flood did not start yet. And matter of fact, we know that the generation of the flood, the Rebbe says, was worse than the generation of the dispersion. There are flood later on at the end of last week's Torah portion of Parashat Noyach. And as, as Rashi explains, that the generation of the flood, because they weren't getting along, Hashem decided he's going to wipe them out. However, the generation of the dispersion, that they were rebelling against Hashem, because they got along, he wasn't going to wipe them out. But Mr. Shalach lived when? In the Durham Mabel. And even though it was such a corrupt generation, and again, worse than the Dara Flaga, nevertheless, Hashem waited for the Tzaddik, even after he passed away for the seven days. So you see how powerful, what kind of great Tzaddik came to the world, thanks to Abraham Amino. Now, the fact is, Jeremiah goes a step further. When Hashem stopped the flood, it wasn't just he stopped the flood in this world, it didn't rain. We know when it rained in this world, it rained in all the worlds, on all, on all the high, in all the levels of the worlds, starting from all the way on high. And the flood waited on all levels. It wasn't just that it came down and just didn't come down to this world. On all the levels, it didn't rain. So you see again how powerful Mr. Shalach was. Now, not only that, take it a step further. As long as it didn't rain, and as while he was alive, and even after he passed away, so when else, what happened if everyone did tshuva, people repented, Hashem wanted to bore the flood, but there was ready rain and snore. So it would have turned into, from being a marble, a flood, it would have been gishmei bracha, it, it would have been a rain of a blessing, which is the ultimate of blessing. You take something that would have been a flood and it becomes a blessing. So Mr. Shalach was able to withhold the marble, and it could have actually turned into a tremendous blessing. So what you see from here clearly is, that before Avram Avinu was circumcised, they were holy souls, and those drawing down chesed into this world, very, very high chesed, high chesed into this world, and even in the nations of the world. That was all through Avram Avinu because he wasn't circumcised. So it went through the foreskin, and the whole world was able to benefit from the chesed of Avram. And based on this, Rebbe explains, that's why we can understand Specifically, after Avram Avinu was circumcised, now he became the father of the multitude of nations. Not before. Why? Because what does it mean, Av Hamoin Goyim, the father of the multitude of nations? What does Av mean? So Av means the father, which means he becomes the ruler over them. The father is the one that's in charge. So up until the circumcision, yeah, he did a lot of chesed of Ramavinu, and he brought down holy souls into the world. But he wasn't the Ad, he wasn't the father, he wasn't the ruler of the world. Why is that? Because before the circumcision, so chesed was coming down, and holy souls were coming down to the world, coming down to the, nation of the nations of the world as well. So therefore, Abram wasn't a ruler over them. They had full access. They had chesed. Chesed was there was no there was no there was no filter on the chesed. There was chesed all over the place. And the nations of the world also true was through Abram Avinu, but they had chesed. How can he rule over them? They had high level mishashalach and so on and so forth. But what happens once Abram Avinu was circumcised, and now the, the foreskin was taken away? In other words, the yisoid is pure. And there's not going to be any leakage to places where it's not supposed to go. In other words, nations of the world are not going to receive any more chesed through the Yisoyed. Because the Arla, which is the place that it was leaking out to the, to, the, to the world, is not there anymore. So there's no way to leak out. So the only place that chesed went is where it was appropriate to go. So therefore, after the circumcision, 
Now the only way for them to get into Chesed is through Avram Avinu. And that's when Avram became a Av HaMoyim Goyim because they all had to get it from him directly, specifically through Yisoyed. And then Avram Avinu became the Av HaMoyim Goyim, the Av, the father, the ruler over the nations of the world. So that's basically the rubber brings from the Alter Rebbe explains why only at, cir- at circumcision did he become the Av HaMoyim Goyim. Just to recap, because up until the circumcision, so Avram was Midas HaChesed and was going through his Yesoid, but because there was a foreskin, so he was able to go into the nations of the world and he had holy people. And therefore he wasn't the ruler. They had plenty of other rulers in the world. However, once he was circumcised, so now the foreskin went off. So therefore, the, the, the energy of chesed went into directed and appropriate places. They had no source. They weren't able to leach out of chesed. So now they came to Avram Avinu, and he was the leader of, the, of, all the, of all the nations in the world. The Rebbe now brings another insight, another interpretation of what it says, Av HaMoyim Goyim. We say, Av, he was the father of the multitude of nations. So the first we learned, he was, yeah, he was the father of, he was the rule of all the nations of the world. The Rebbe brings out another insight. Av HaMoyim Goyim is referring to that he was the father of Goyim Geirim, converts, people that converted and came out and became Jewish. Now, how does someone become, how does someone convert? How does a male convert? A male converts through circumcision. So you see again, the, what was the question? What's the connection between that he became the father of Hamoin Goyim? Now we're translating as he became the father of the converts. So he became the father of converts and it happens through circumcision. That's one of the ways of becoming a convert, for at least for a male. Now, that's on a simple level. Now that was going to explain it Kabbalistic and it's really, really beautiful and powerful. And he says like this. He explains over there in the Chassidic Discourse that before Avram Avinu circumcised, so what happened? There were holy souls that were coming down even to the nations of the world because you had the foreskin that was allowing it to leach out to the nations of the world. Now, so because they were they were receiving the energy through through the foreskin, so there was no reason to convert to Judaism. Why? Because in the nations of the world, they also had holy people. They were very, very holy souls. So what was the, what, what's the what's the attraction to convert to to, to to becoming a Jew? They had they had powerful energies. True was coming through Avraham Avinu, but they had it. They went. They had they had holy people there, holy souls. However, after Avraham Avinu circumcised, now they're lacking that source of very very high souls because now it was cut off once the circumcision took place. So now they they were looking for something holy. Something godly. They didn't have it. They didn't have holy souls anymore. So therefore they came to Avram Avinu to convert. Why? Because they wanted to have that godliness. And they weren't able to get it once Avram was circumcised. And based on this, the Rebbe explains what's why it says in the Chassidic Discourse, that's why, for example, when you look at converts that come to Judaism, so they don't come from Ishmaelites. Why is that? Because when was Yishmael born? Yishmael was actually born before the circumcision. Yishmael was born before the circumcision. Now, therefore, so they also have holy souls. But since he was born before the circumcision, so where did Yishmael get the energy from? He got it through the foreskin. And through Yishmael, there is some holy energies in the nations of Yishmael. And that's why it says Avram, Yatsa Mene Yishmael. Yishmael came from Avram Avinu, from the original part before the circumcision. And therefore, there's no, there's, there's no reason for them to convert. You don't find a lot of conversions by them. Why? Because he was born before the circumcision. Powerful idea.
by Yishmol, there is holy energy that came through the foreskin, and therefore they have holy, 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 holy souls, and therefore you don't find we don't find converts from there. However, when it comes to Esav, Esav already is, comes after the circumcision, so there's much more converts that come through Esav. Why? Because holy souls they don't have anymore, so, but they're attracted to the holiness, and therefore they convert. He knows Esav was born after the circumcision. So it knows even though there's no holy, there's no holy souls because it's already after the circumcision, but nevertheless they convert because they were born afterwards. And they want it, they want to attract to, to, to the holy energy, and Basin never explains that's why it says in the Torah, key because be Yitzchak told Avraham Avinu be Yitzchak yikari lechazara, and it doesn't say Yitzchak only Yitzchak be Yitzchak in Yitzchak means it'll be Yitzchak will be your, your offspring but be Yitzchak mean, referring to the other other offsprings what is that? not necessarily Esau per se but all the converts through Esau why? because you have Yitzchak who's Abraham's son and then you have the converts of Esau that, that also part of Avraham Avinu's offspring Abraham was the was the father of the converts now so based on this, the Rebbe explains something very, very powerful and very problematic. And he says like as follows. We know there's a, there's a Kabbalistic uh, truth that any time there's a Yerida, any time there's a descent, any time there's a downgrade in somebody's life, any time you're going through a challenge, so you can look at it, oh my gosh, I'm going through something terrible. Kabbalah teaches us that you, every, every, literally every descent, every challenge, Every problem, every struggle, it's only a stepping stool for a great elevation. So when you're going through a challenge, you can smile. Because even though right now it's a challenge, but guess what? There's a tremendous elevation coming. You're going through a struggle? Yeah, it's a struggle, agreed. And it's painful, possibly. But guess what? From the struggle is going to come a tremendous elevation. And that's a truism in the world of Kabbalah, and it's a true reality. After every challenge, every struggle, something great happens. So based on this, Rabbi asked a simple question. We know that a Matan Torah, when we receive the Torah from Hashem, what do we say? Hashem chose the Jewish people out of the nations of the world. And He elevated us from all the, from all the different languages. So what does that mean? We were chosen. We were elevated. If we were chosen and elevated... What happens to all the other nations of the world that were not chosen and weren't elevated? They have a Yerida. They were downgraded by default. Now, so if they were downgraded, where is their tremendous elevation? If by us being elevated, they were downgraded, and with the rule is when you have a downgrade, there's an elevation, so where's the elevation of the nations of the world? So Rebbe says, based on what we just learned, we explained it beautifully and very simply, and he says like this. What happened before Matan Torah? Before we were chosen? Before we were chosen, before Matan Torah, how did the world exist? So we know the famous Talmud that says that it, when we say um, uh, um, in, in Psalms, Psalm 136, so it lists 26 things that we're, we're grateful to Hashem for His tremendous chesed. So the question is, what's the 26? Why 26? So it's referring to the 26 generations until Matan Torah. The 26 generations when Hashem created the world until Matan Torah. So those generations had the world exist. We know that when we learn Torah, that gives life force and energy to the world. 
before we receive the Torah. So what's giving life force to the world? What's giving life force to the world before Matan Torah is Chesed of Hashem. So in other words, before Matan Torah, the world operated on Chesed Shalomailo. Kindness from Hashem Himself. Who received that kindness? Everybody. Jew and non-Jew. All the nations of the world received that kindness. And like Yerba says, it's explained in, in, in the Talmud I mentioned, there's 26 generations. How did they receive um, energies from the kindness of Hashem? Now, the kindness of Hashem is referring to not only specifically the Midah of Chesed, but it's actually all six emotional spheroids. Uh, uh, Chesed, Gurit, Ferris, Netzachot, Yisrael, and Malchus, all seven, all, all, all seven spheroids. And what level we know in the spheres, the highest sphere is Keser. In Keser is two levels. Atik is the higher one, Arach is the lower one. So the Chesed that was existing and it was, that, was, that was available to everybody, the Jewish people and the nations of the world up until Matan Torah comes from Chesed Hashem, either of Atik, which is the higher level of, of Keser, or Arach, the lower level of Keser. Now, so since what happened was Chesed was strong. So up until Matan Torah, conversion wasn't a real thing. Because even the converts that, that converted in the times of Abraham, they turned, they, they, they didn't stay converts. Why? Because they had Chesed of Hashem. Why did they have to convert to Judaism? Everybody was getting from the Chesed of Hashem. So in other words, there was no Yerid over there. And therefore, there was no reason to have an Aliyah to convert to Judaism. But however, what happened by Matan Torah? Hashem chose the Jewish people. He elevated us. So now they had a downgrade because now we became higher and they became lower. Then what happened was they needed Aliyah. Where's the Aliyah? And the Rebbe says the Aliyah is the fact that they converted. When they converted, they were able to reach a much higher level. Because when the, through the conversion, that's the ultimate in elevation. Because they're reaching a much higher level than before. And the Rebbe brings practical examples as we see. That the converts to Judaism. For example, Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Akiva. And it's brought down in many places in, in Hasidus. The real quality, the super quality, the godly quality that Rabbi Meir had. And the godly quality that Rabbi Akiva had. And both of them we know were converts. And specifically, specifically through those two converts, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Akiva, we had tremendous, powerful insights and revelations in the in the world of Torah. From who? From the converts. Again, to recap, what's the elevation? Yeah, So there was a downgrade, and up until Matan Torah, they didn't have to convert. Why? Because they were getting from the Chesed of Hashem. But once they realized Atabrachatanu, so they, they realized, oh my gosh, we have a, we have a downgrade. So they came for the light. They came to be elevated, and they became converts. And the converts became very very powerful in the world of Judaism. Like for example, Mayor Mekiva, like he mentions over here, and like there were quotes from the Talmud. The famous uh, incident in the Talmud, they were looking at all these different um, quotes and sayings that didn't have a, a name associated to it. So they were associating, oh, this must be from this rabbi, this must be from that rabbi, based on the other teachings. But the Talmud says, all of them, all these teachings are associated with this rabbi, that rabbi, the other rabbi, they all go according to Reikiva. Why is it go according to Reikiva? Because they were all students of Reikiva. 
Think about that. Every one of these leading rabbis were all students of Rabbi Kiba, who Rabbi Kiba himself was the convert. So the convert put was able to produce students, leading students in Judaism that all were taught by Rabbi Kiba the convert. That's in reference to Rabbi Kiba. The same thing also when it comes to a mayor. We know what it tells us in Kazal that why was he called mayor? Why was he called light? Because he would basically open up the eyes of all the scholars in Allah, he showed them revelations and understandings and depth that they weren't able to see. Up until the point that it says that the Chachamim, the greatest sages, were not able to comprehend the depth of of, of Rameir. And as the Talmud says, very fascinating, that Rameir can take something which is impure and he give you the best logic why it's pure, or something which is pure and give you the best logic why it's impure. And they didn't know when, what he was teaching them, is this correct or not correct? Because it's brilliant, so so brilliant in Torah. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why when there's an argument between Rabbi Meir and Yehuda, the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Because Rabbi Yehuda, you're able to understand and you knew was, what, 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 the, what the halacha was. Rabbi Meir, you weren't sure if, it was, if he was just giving you like an intellectual, brilliant um, exercise that wasn't necessarily held out according to Jewish law or not. But you see the, how powerful Rabbi Meir was and Rabbi Kiva as well. And the Rebbe brings also from the Yerushalmi that says as follows. The Rehkiva put Rabbi Meir in front of the Rajbi, even though he said that, that, by reference to, to Rajbi, that it's, it's enough that me and you understand, me, me and Hashem understand how powerful you are. But nevertheless, he put, nevertheless, he put Rabbi Meir first. So you see that the converts that converted to Judaism, the Aliyah that they had, and the Aliyah that Klal Yisrael had through them is unbelievable. And we all know today, and not to get digress, converts to Judaism are very, very powerful and much more holy than some of the holiest Jews. Why? Because that's the power of conversion. They came from a lower place. They realized, oh my gosh, they were not chosen. And they wanted to have that. So they embraced it, and they embraced it even deeper and even stronger. So based on this, the Rebbe finishes off and he says, that's why it says, Ani hinei brise itach that in other words, after the circumcision, Hashem says, this is my bond to you. And now you're going to become the father for the multitude of nations. Again, we, the first insight was the father of all the nations because they didn't have any more the source of light because, uh, because of, of circumcision. And the second one, he, that Abraham Avinu became the father of all the converts. In other words, by taking off the foreskin from the circumcision... So Avram became the Av HaMoyim Goyim. He became the father and the ruler of all the nations. And, th- and up until the point, it became in a re- real way, in a revealed way. And as we know, it says in the Torah, what did the people tell Avram Avinu when he came to buy the, 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 uh, the place to bury his wife, uh, Sari Menu? They said, They called him a prince. Simple people. They called him a Nasi and a godly, a godly prince. Why? Because they realized this is the man of God. And we know Abraham Avinu, he was the beginning of all people that got circumcised. And from there, every single Jew that gets circumcised is connected to Abraham Avinu's circumcision. Even though the Rebbe says, even though it's beforehand people were circumcised, not that they circumcised, they were born circumcised, but that wasn't that they got circumcised. That wasn't, that wasn't circumcision that they did by themselves, like Abraham Avinu. Why? Because circumcision started with Avram Avinu, and we have it as an inheritance from Avram Avinu. 
and it's going to become revealed. The fact that the Hamoyin Goyim, the, all the nations of the world are going to recognize Avram as the real leader, is going to happen when Mashiach comes in the future, when everything is going to be revealed. Today, we're living in a world where there's concealment. So not necessarily openly people recognize it, but when Mashiach comes, everything's going to be revealed. And there are quotes from the prophet that says, V'nigla k'voyid Hashem. God is going to be revealed. Every single person of flesh and blood is going to recognize altogether. And that what are they going to recognize? They're going to see that the Jewish people are, are the real owners and rulers of the world and they're the father of the multitude of nations. As the prophet says clearly, that God is going to be the king on the world. And and that's because before that's going to be fulfilled the verse that says, that Hashem is going to cause that all the nations of the world are going to call out clearly and say that Hashem, we want to serve the Avdei Shem Echem Echad. We're going to learn. We're going to serve the one Hashem, and then it's going to be fulfilled the the, the the prophet that says, Hashem." Um, that's what's going to be uh, recognizable as the, the mountain of Hashem, the base of Migdash, and Benaru, Elav, Kalagayim, all the nations of the world, Avamayim, all the nations of the world are going to come to serve Hashem. And the same thing also, not only in Yerushalayim, Erechadish, by base of Migdash, but the whole Israel, as we know it says in the Torah, Tamid Eine Hashem The eyes of Hashem are in the land of Israel. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And when Mashiach comes, the fact is it's there right now. But when Mashiach comes, it's going to be in a revealed way. And what's going to happen then is first, all the Jewish people are going to come to Eretz Yisrael. And as the verse says, With our youth and with our elders, with our children, with our sons and our daughters. And then what's going to happen is all the nations are going to world are going to come and they're going to say Hashem. Let's go up to the mountain of Hashem. When is that going to happen? The Rebbe finished off and he said it's going to happen with the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption, and it's going to happen through Mashiach Tzedkenu Bimheira Biamenu Mamash. It's going to happen very very soon and very very quickly. Again, this is a very very powerful Hasidic discourse, and. It, teaches us the, the responsibility we have to be the father of the multitude of nations, to teach the Jewish people, the nations of the world, and together, as the Rebbe said, we'll all merit the ultimate revelation. We're all going to see it with our own eyes. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.